My name is Patronella Turin and I am the producer of this podcast, this beautiful music podcast. And it's Corona times and we're sitting in isolation and what is better than podcast then? I mean, I am dragging all the podcasts. I'm listening to so many podcasts. It's really nice. I, I discover a lot of beautiful and really nice and inspiring and full with good knowledge podcasts. So I'm really happy and it's good weather. So I take my podcast with me when I go out for a walk and yeah, enjoy them and the nature at the same time. It's also a little bit like I keep quite busy actually with my music even though I'm I'm in isolation so I cannot do so many concerts and so on but I'm doing a lot of YouTube videos uh, if you want to learn how to play cello you can go on YouTube and my channel is there Patronella Turin Swedish Cellist and you find practice with Patronella videos so if you want to practice cello with me now is the time to learn to, to play this beautiful instrument so I made videos where you can learn how to play cello in order to practice with the video so one of my more brilliant ideas is to keep my students going and practicing and learning shallow even though I cannot see them physically. But today's episode is an episode with a really really good folk musician from Sweden. His name is uh, actually he's partly German. He was born in German but he lived longer in Sweden than he did in Germany so he's he's, he's Swedish in my opinion now. Uh, he loves Swedish folk music anyway. He's a big, big fan of folk music and he's uh, really passionate about two instruments. So we have the Swedish bagpipe and the key fiddler or nickel harp. It's called nickel harp in Sweden and it's a beautiful instrument, beautiful folk music instrument. And he not only plays this instrument, he also makes them. So he's one of the, he was one of, he was the first back pipe maker in Sweden so he, uh, because he makes this Swedish backpipe who is a little bit different from other uh, backpipes. So he, he was the first one who started to do this kind of backpipes in Sweden because they kind of died out. And he has his own model when it comes to the uh, nickel harpa. They are made in Vienna, the Alban Faust model. And yeah, I mean, he's incredible. He made his own design of a lot of instruments and he is constantly improving his instrument. He's also sharing a lot of music because he composed a lot of music for this um, instrument, the bagpipe and the nickel harp. So wow, he knows so much and he has his own CDs that he made. He has so much going on, this guy. And so the episode is a little bit longer than normal, but it's allowed because he has so much to give so I just had to have a little bit longer episode. So the first hour we talk about how he's building instruments, what material he used, how he does it, how he learned it and all about instrument making and his new design on the nickel harp and yeah you know all of this. So that's super interesting and then after one hour we go into uh, more Alban Faust as a musician, how he writes music, how he practices, and how he uh, has built his own orchestra and all of this stuff. And he's also a local uh, Spielemann, a Rick Spielemann is called in Sweden. It's when you have like a, a special honorable mark because you entered a competition in folk music and then you got this mark. So he's really an amazing musician and a really good instrument maker. So yeah, enjoy this beautiful episode. I will not hold you longer. We are going to listen to him when he plays the nickel harp. It's a beautiful instrument. And the song is called The Wolf in the Trolls Village. And it's a, a polska, so it's a dance by Mofat, it says. And then in the end of the episode, we're going to listen to him when he plays the bagpipe. And then we're going to listen to uh, a song from Marlon, 
So enjoy this beautiful episode, guys. Welcome to Master in Music, Alban Faust. We are sitting here in your house in Sweden, in the forest almost. It's in the countryside at least, in an area called Dalsland. It's an area yeah, it's between Stockholm and Oslo, sort of, in the forest. 
or how would you describe it? Yeah, I used, I used to say it's the little landscape which is uh, in between the big Lake Van and, and the Norwegian border. Yeah, so it's a lot of nature here. Yeah. Are you a nature person? Um, I, I like to live in the countryside, but I'm not so very often in the forest as I should be, maybe. But you enjoy working with wood? Absolutely. I like, I really love to work with, with the wood. Yeah, because most of your days you are in your uh, workshop here and you work with different kind of material of wood. Yeah, with uh, different kinds of woods. As in my um, my life is a life between workshop and and playing and a little bit teaching also workshops and I make courses in many, many countries and uh, and so. Yeah, you were in Oslo recently. Yes, I was last weekend. I was in Oslo and was uh, teaching bagpipes. Yeah. There, How course. was it? It was very, very funny. It was a very fine place and we were in a very big, wonderful hotel. <laughs> and uh, they were very interested and uh, especially in the evening we played a little I played a little concert together with my wife huh? on the clarinets. And it was um, uh, the clarinet is working very good together with the bagpipe, with the Swedish bagpipe, because the Swedish bagpipe is also a clarinet instrument, but maybe we'll talk about it later. Uh, and uh, so it was uh, funny and it was really most funny for us to see many very young and very old people at the same place and playing music and dancing so it was really great and is it difficult having a workshop with the backpack uh, with the backpack because they're quite loud Yeah, you know, and the Swedish backpipe is not so as load a load. This is why it's uh, many people uh, like this instrument. It's not which I would call a, a typical backpipe because the Swedish backpipe is a very calm instrument which you can play in inside the house and maybe not as good for to play it outside. Yeah, okay. So what is the difference between the more Scottish backpipe and the Swedish one? This is a very normal question I used yeah. I, 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 I used I used to get and I, I can't uh, explain it because this would take days. Mm. But uh, let's say we know about today about more than 180 different bagpipes yeah. uh, in the whole Europe and Northern Africa and so on. But we can part these uh, bagpipes in, in two classes or two families. It's the double reed bagpipes with, uh, with the conical board chanters, which we have more in the Western Europe as the Highland Scotch, as the Highland bagpipe, the Scottish bagpipe one. And we have the cylindrical drilled board uh, bagpipes with a the, with the single reed as the Swedish one. And the Swedish is uh, called Uh, like like the more other East European bagpipes. Yeah. So it's a, we have clarinet and we have oboe bagpipes, and this may be the main difference between the Scottish one and the Swedish one. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I've been to Brussels. They have a big like uh, instrument museum there, where there are a lot of different bagpipes. Backpipe. Uh, so I saw some of uh, the different families when I was there, mm. and it's amazing because it occurs all over the world actually. So it's really like uh, one of the human favorite instruments because flutes are also very common around the world, but in different forms, of course. Mm. But uh, it's uh, why do you think it's so a historical instrument that lasted so long? What is the best thing about that? that yeah, we have to remember uh, in the in the in the earlier times. We, before we had um, loudspeakers everywhere and radios and so on, the, the world was quite calm and uh, people liked instruments 
who could sound the whole time, who could sound a little bit more, and, and the bagpipes, and this is especially with this instrument, you have the, the drones on the bagpipes, so they are sounding all this time, and uh, uh, this was something which people obviously liked in foreign times. Yeah. Like also the, the organ and the churches, they could sound all the time, yeah. and not as the other uh, stringed instruments who, who just were sounding when you're playing on the strings, and I, I think just, and it was very popular, it was very good to use for yeah, f for to play, play dance music, and because you have, and you have in the backpack you have everything, you have the chant to play the melodies, you have the drones, you have uh, the background uh, notes, and you can even use your feet no. uh, at the same time, so you can, you and the backpack could be a whole orchestra. And would you say it's a difficult instrument to play? Also a very common question. I used to say it's not more difficult than the recorder, because every instrument, is, it's, it's quite easy to get some, to play some notes, but to play really good, you have uh, you have to practice, practice, and you have to to learn, and you have to play a lot. But like it's with all instruments, the guitar is also quite easy to play because one chord you can play maybe after a short time, but to play really good, you have to play many many years, a long time, and so it's with a bagpipe to get to to make a little melody is maybe not as complicated. The, the first weeks. To get the whole, uh, forget to get a good flow in the instrument to get to, to keep the pressure on the backs. But when you have this after this, it's just playing and yeah. uh, learning and and the rehearsals and and so on. Putting the ten thousand hours in. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that people say that you need to become a professional. So. I know that you have developed a Swedish bagpipe. You call it, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right, but the Busse, Busse, is it right? The what? name of the Swedish bagpipe, the Busse? The Pose. Ah, po 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 yeah, uh, oh, we have uh, different names for the Swedish bagpipes. As, uh, we call it mostly colleges, uh, Westerdala pipa, uh -huh, because okay. in the area of uh, Dalarna, uh, there were the, the last. The last um, bagpipe player who stood, who was in the tradition, he died in 1949, and he was, and there we had a little area in Westerdalen where the Swedish bagpipe was played. We have to remember it was, bagpipe was never a very known instrument uh, in Sweden, but we have some areas and there we had some area where it was played. And uh, posu is just another name for bag. Okay. Uh, nothing more. Nothing more. But uh, so the last player died in 1949, and there was calm for maybe 30 years. Yeah. And then in the 70s, when people get interested in folk music and old folk music instruments too, and I was a teenager at that mm -hmm. time, I get also interested in many. Uh, folk music instruments and older instruments and even uh, and the Swedish one. And first when I migrated to Sweden, uh, as you know, I was born in Germany, but um, I came to Sweden in 1988. And until this, I have just, I had worked and played with medieval bagpipes, uh, Renaissance bagpipes, mostly very much French bagpipes and so on. So, and uh, I, I tried to continue my live here in the north and um, and you and all the people said to me, it's it's, it's possible to survive in Sweden mm. when you uh, as a German making French bagpipes and living in Sweden this is uh, impossible they said to me and I have the, that's some some good people in the folk uh, folk musicians from Sweden like uh, Arle Mölle and uh, Per Gudmundsson they uh, when they heard about me uh, they asked me if I could help them to to make the Swedish bagpipes more playable uh, so um, and uh, so I said okay I've 
I have worked and I played and I've built other backpipes before, but never Swedish backpipes. But I will do my best and try. And so on this way it is. I am the first year in Sweden. Uh, I really tried to, to to work with the Swedish backpipe to keep the old backpipes and the old sound, but at the same time to make it a little bit more playable and possible to yeah to work with the instrument and even to play it and to keep it in tune. Yeah. So because it was difficult before. Yeah, it, it is always it has always been difficult and it's still maybe not, not the easiest thing because bagpipes are reed instruments yeah. and reeds um, are sensitive. The moisture and the humidity of yes, the air. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They're reacting and, and, and so this is why all mouth-blown bagpipes are a little bit more difficult to keep in tune because of the water and, and so so and especially the single reed bagpipes like the Swedish one was. They uh, they used Swedish um, reeds mm -hmm. uh, for the uh, for the backpipes, and the Swedish reeds are very they are very weak, and it is not a very good material. I started the first thing was I, I changed to to Spanish and to French reeds, yeah. uh, which were much more stronger and better quality for it to get it more yeah, sustainable, yeah. stay in tune. And, um, and and then I developed even a little, I changed the chant a little bit. I uh, um, uh, the old the old the old chanters we have and the old bagpipes we have found uh, they had a very uh, single uh, minor scale and I tried to um, to make it bigger to, to even to play major scales and different scales on the same little little chanter. So my Swedish bagpipes get other kind of reeds and the, the scale has becomes a little bit a little bit larger so you for to play more 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 keys on it and then even in the in the later days and um, I made some then because the Swedish traditional Swedish bagpipe has only one drone which is uh, tuned at the same note as the bottom bottom note on the on the chanter and I made a and the Swedish backpacks with several drones, two, maybe three drones. But it was as long as you use natural reeds, always a little bit difficult, even with my backpipes, to keep them in tune. Because it's uh, that is why uh, the backpipes disappear from all over in Europe when mm -hmm. the when the accordions came in the folk music. All of these old old instruments, which were more complicated to handle, they disappeared in many many areas in area in Europe and even here in Sweden. And uh, the next thing. In, in development was to play the Swedish bagpipes with bellows, mm -hmm. like the uh, Irish do. Yeah. And uh, there we have to solve the problem with the moisture because the bellow-blown bagpipes, they are dry. And so uh, if you have a well-tuned reed on these pipes, they stay very stable. You have still a little bit of tuning work, but it's very little. And I am nowadays, I'm just only playing my, on my concerts, and, and so on. I'm, I'm always playing a bellow-blown backpipe because I, I just want it to work yeah. and, and I don't want to handle it to, 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 to tune it too much. Yeah. Mm. But it sounds uh, like a lot of work. How long did it take to develop it? Because it's a lot of adjustments, and I can imagine that it must have taken a lot of time making, because you have to try and error and then. Yeah, very much, very much try and area, but it's, it's, but you can just learn something about your about of your mistakes. You yeah. learn not, nothing of your success. It's, it's, uh, always, uh, yeah, I have to, to try, fail, 
yeah. try and fail and and get, get in better and, and and to learn all the way and and still uh, now I've made bagpipes for nearly forty years yeah. and I've still a lot of things to learn. Because I I was talking with a violin maker uh, and cello maker mm. and he said that he would like to be they are very conservative actually he told mm, me mm, and mm. he said that they really like stick to the standard all the time and because I was asking him if, if they are thinking about making more ergonomical instruments because mm. a lot of musicians have pain in their shoulders in their back because the yeah. instruments are very unergonomical yeah. and then he said no we never th- even thought about that and I said yeah but I mean wouldn't that be the next level of instruments that are more ergonomic but he said it was because it's too expensive to make instrument and and fail he said because uh, making an instrument takes a long time and then you lose the money if it's not a good instrument yeah the, uh, this is uh, this is a problem and maybe it's not such a big problem with the uh, backpipes because if you have found uh, if you have found um, you know how to handle it this is not not so uh, not as difficult it's a much bigger problem with the nuclear harpa yeah. because uh, this is a really unergonomical instrument yeah. much more than a violin i would uh, yeah. i would uh, say but um, then the back, the backpipes this is always the problem with uh, these old instruments and tra- traditional instruments how far you, can you get but uh, in my opinion is tradition is not only to could to make a copy of some old things and don't to think about tradition is to learn all the older instruments, all the older music, and make it to your own for to get to make one more step and to be a part of the tradition. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, considered about my bagpipes. Um, I, I would always beware the old sound. This was the most, the most important. The old sound, clarinet sounding, single reeds, and, and so on. But um, I tried to make it better, more reliable, and, and with a little bigger range for the keys. And uh, yeah. Because it kind of have to stay alive in order to staying alive in the musical world because uh, instrument that like kind of stop developing they kind of die out uh, it's maybe my opinion a little bit but because if you stay alive and you develop small things to make it better they will always be part of the music history i think yeah i think so i think before me it was no one who, who made except for example swedish as a swedish backpipes with bellows i was mm. the first one and i also started with a fingering with because when i made my first backpipes and my first customers came to me i had uh, um, they came with different fingerings to me mm. I, uh, the one I want was, to have playing it this way and this way and after three four instruments i just say no i can't do that Mm. we have to have we have to have a common fingering Mm. and because i've learned the the french bagpipes and other bagpipes and the so-called half close fingering also Mm. called for the french fingering is very useful and very good and um, used on many many bagpipes instruments so i started with these half close fingers on the switch bagpipes uh, because uh, there they are working best and uh, nowadays I think the whole world is playing half closed fingering on, yeah. on, on backpipes but, but it was me who, 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 who meant to try to make a standard yeah. before there was nothing and then uh, the next thing that I, and even with a, I have made my, my standard with two thumb holes mm-hmm. not only one for the on the top for the octave even a little one for the on the back side for the, for the right hand for the playing the minor uh, third mm-hmm. and uh, the only instrument hadn't the minor third down yeah. uh, but uh, 
now it's now it's standard for all uh, backpipes, Swedish backpipes makers and players. So, but uh, maybe not all of them know that I was starting with yeah. this. But it does matter. So, so it is. So you become a, a part of it, kind of oh, the part of the traditionals. And this, I'm quite happy for uh, that. I have the possibilities, but of course, it took very much time yeah. and very much unpaid time. Yeah. So um, this is this is life we. But it was a life I choose. Yeah, but I mean, it also sounds like you must be like super brave because I think a lot of people don't dare to do these kind of things because they they stay to the tradition because it's kind of safe. I mean, it's hard enough to make an no. instrument without challenging. Uh, this is more this worse for the violin makers. Yeah, uh, I, I think me and we have bagpipe makers. We have a little bit more uh, freedom to to make it as in our own ways. For the for this for the other instrument makers, it's much harder. Okay, I think. They are not so, so conservative. Yeah, I yeah. always have the experience that folk musicians are more chill. They are not so. They are not gonna make you suffer or like argue a lot with you if you change something. They no, no, gonna... I, th I think so. They, yeah, yeah. So, so it is. I, th I think so too. But also, uh, the, the request came from the musicians. They came to you, like Alamella came to you to ask for improvements in the yeah, instrument. Yes, actually. yes, yes. Of course, I, some of these improvements, I, um, I, I need them for myself for my own playing. So I just need one more note and mm -hmm. scale, and then maybe some of my customers said, oh, "Can't we do it like this way or this way?" And and, and yes, of course. So, and I'm I'm. I'm thinking very. I'm thinking free, and and I'm. I'm I try to do as as I want, and um, even when I start just making these backpipes in different keys and different lengths. Nowadays, I have four four different sizes. Only the only the Swedish yeah, one. I'm yeah. still making middle age backpipes, Renaissance. All the other backpipes yeah. I'm still making too. But the Swedish one uh, nowadays I make them in four different sizes, and on all these shanties you can play. On, on each of them, uh, you can play a lot of keys. Yeah, mm. and uh, and also with the drones. Before they had, you had one drone on one note. Uh, my standard drone, you can always play diff yeah. three different notes on the same drone. Uh, and, and as I also said, the bellow blown Swedish backpipe, which was quite new for 25 years ago. Mm. Uh, but nowadays, I should nearly say it's my most selling instrument. Yeah. And this was developed by myself. Yeah. It's just developed and developed. I have my experience and I've seen other bagpipes. I learned from the Irish ones and I have my own experience as a musician and I know the traditional instruments. And you, I put all these together and a little bit try and error. And, yeah. and, and, yeah. and uh, so, but this model nowadays, which all the Muller color calls for the, the Northern Ilian pipes. Oh, so yeah. we have the Irish, Irish Ilian pipes. She came with this expression. Northern Ely pipes. Uh, they, I should say, this more more popular nowadays in my um, in my workshop uh, than the normal, the classical, the the single Swedish bagpipes. Yeah, mm. of course, if it's uh, more rewarding to play on. Yes, yes, it's it's it's, not... it's 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 working, and you can use it. And even all these musicians, which are more professional, you need stable instruments. Yeah. you just can take and play on it, and not have to to work with the instruments a lot before yeah. playing. And they loved it, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, and many people have, have uh, seen that, yeah, they, that it's working. 
Uh, and so, yeah. yeah. I always think that a good instrument maker is someone who is listening to the musicians because it has to be a symbiosis between musicians and instrument makers. Absolutely. Because sometimes I feel that some instrument makers can be a little bit too obsessed with their making an instrument, but if they don't make instrument that you can play on, or like I'm also challenging some of yeah. them. But you see, my, my, my history is another one. I, yeah. I have always been, first of all, a musician. Yeah. I love to play music. This is my thing. And then I immigrated to Sweden mm -hmm. and I did understand I can't survive in Sweden just by making music. Mm -hmm. um, I, I built some instruments before, but it was just a, on a, it was just a side, how it's called. A hobby. A, a ho yeah, it's a hobby. And I, I just, I, I, it was more, more hobby. I get, in, get some instruments sold and I, I even earned some, some money on this, but it was mostly, I was always a player first. Yeah. But when I came to Sweden, I did. Uh, I had to, to accept that it's impossible just to survive as a quite unknown musician in this in this country, and uh, so. But they didn't know so much about bagpipes here yeah. in the north, and this was my uh, how it's called my niche. My my uh, this my was my your calling to uh, to yeah, make yeah. it known. Yeah. yeah. Because the first uh, when when I came to Sweden, uh, there was no one, no one else yeah. in whole in the whole northern Country, yeah. uh, Europe who, who who tried to to survive on on instrument bagpipe making. So yeah. in the many many years, I was I was the only bagpipe maker in the whole north. Yeah. North. Now we have some, some more uh, who also try this after me. So you you learned by yourself, or did you go to a master and learn some? Or? It's a combination of everything. The most Mostly, I learned by myself. I'm what's called self-educated, yeah. but I visited many, many other instrument makers, and I looked in their in their workshops and how they did, and I talked to them and I played with them, and uh, so there were many, many friendly people uh, who showed me things. And uh, other, uh, I had some more friends who are working in the wood business, how to handle wood. My own brother is organ maker. Oh. He's not working at this any more longer. So I, I get much more, much of information from from different um, angles, di directions, yeah. and and and. Uh, as I said, um, the, most of these I, yeah, I learned by myself, doing and fail. Trying and, and error, so, yeah, yeah. This is this is this Essential. is so important. Yeah. So, but I've never made. I have never made a, a, a real. I have not not learned it as as as, as a, like a profession. Like a, like like a profession. No, no. So, did you? I have two questions more uh, about this specific topic so i want to ask you did you teach anyone yes 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 here? oh yeah and this is also one of uh, one things one things i'm quite proud about yes i have uh, some some uh, students here in my in, yeah. in my in my workshop who have uh, i teach instrument making especially bagpipe making and there were some of them who started their career in my workshop okay, yeah. and continued yeah and uh, someone who started uh, the, the first weeks in my workshop and he's now a diplomated bagpipe maker in Berlin. Oh, and he has become very famous and known. And, and what is his name? And it, Matthias Branske. Oh, yeah. Is he German? Or yeah, is he's, he's German. Yeah. Yeah, he's so German. we came all the way. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say I, I, people who are making folk music in, in in Europe, they know each other. It's in, there we are not so many. And uh, so once he just asked me if I could uh, make a practice uh, in my uh, at home here for some weeks, and I said, yeah, just come, and I can. Yeah. I I love to show for people. I love to show people uh, how I do. Uh, teaching is something which I really like. Uh, every kind of teaching, music and instrument making. So I have. No, I have no secrets. I show everybody everything because I know it's not enough just to know how to do. You have to do it, yeah. and you have to do it quite a lot of times until you will get used to it yeah. and, and and you learn it. So, so uh, I have no 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 secrets for anyone awesome. in, my, in my in my workshop. No, and I think that's an amazing attitude because uh, yeah, I know many of my colleagues, especially uh, the violin makers and so on. So they have another attitude. Uh, and string companies, they are so secretive. Yeah, yeah, not, they, they will defend their strings with uh, with the death between them they are really no but not not me no that's great Mm -hmm. So can you tell us like the process of making a pipe, a backpipe? Like cross you get the wood, I guess, or because uh, you also put them in uh, in water or something. No, no, no? So if, uh, to explain the process just by words is not like so a, e like a not not so easy for me. It's much more easy with uh, if it just well, if you can look at it. Yeah, no, normal thing is you have to to start with a tree. Yeah, you have to to, to saw it in in four uh, four squared piece, yeah four squared piece, uh, piece. pieces. And wh where do you get your wood from? From many different places. I have. Uh, how old is the wood? Is does it matter how old it is? Yeah, so it's yeah. And what kind of wood? Many different kinds of wood. Yeah. And it has to be old. Normally, you say uh, if you have wood, normally you say it has to dry. Um, for each year, it's about a, a thumb. Uh, it's better one one centimeter. Excuse me, one centimeter. For every year, if you have a board about three centimeters, it has to yeah. dry three years. Okay, just for about, okay. and this also depends on what I know. I'm using very often fruit wood from fruit trees as plum. Plum is oh. one of the best and is known as uh, from already from middle age. But even uh, cherry tree and ap apple and w one thing which I really like, which is not maybe so good, but it looks very good. This is a curly curly birch. Okay. Uh, very Nordic one, yeah. especially in my combinations with the reindeer uh, mountains. Yeah. Uh, so this looks looks very good. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I don't use uh, these from the rains rainwoods. In your workshop? No, no, in my workshop. No, so uh, no, normally from fruit woods from uh, fruit trees, as as I said, plum and, and cherry. Ma maple is of course good too, and olive tree and some more. Uh... The olive olive trees are quite small, so you don't get so much if you take one. No? Yeah, but uh, on the little ones, you no, know, they are quite small. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. but uh, you don't you don't need so much for the pipes. You have, don't you don't need so big pieces. Okay. okay. They have. Uh, it's more it's more important that there are some of them are quite long and uh, straight. straight yeah. yeah. Okay. So when you have the wood, what happens then? You have the wood in a square meter. Yeah, I have the square meters, and then I, the most thing is on the turning machine. Mm -hmm. I turn it round. It's the first thing, and then I have to drill it. Yeah. And when I have uh, 
drill, I also drill, drill them on the turning machine. And uh, this is uh, one thing which is a little bit complicated for them who, who, who can't, because sometimes I have to drill maybe a piece of uh, 40, 50 centimeters, with just one four millimeters uh, mm-hmm. drill. Yeah. And to make it this straight needs a, a little bit of experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you learn, but you learn because this is very, very important that the, uh, the bores are very straight, yeah. the instruments. And uh, the Swedish back pipes, is, they're just cylindrical bores, so they're a little bit more easier to make. I have other backpipes with conical kill shanties. Uh, this is another thing. But okay, uh, you, you drill them and uh, then you, have, you put them on the uh, turning machine again because sometimes uh, the bores are not uh, exactly in the middle and so you have to to, concert, to to centrate it again and then you put on the, all the rings and, and the small things on uh, on the on the, on the shanties uh, you you glue them on them and uh, yeah next step of turning to, to make the you make the outward period the outward uh, things and uh, after this uh, for the shanties, of course, the holes. The, yeah. Jones, the Jones don't have holes, <laughs> or just one. Yeah. Um, and uh, when you are ready with the wood working, then you put the whole thing linseed oil. Oh, yeah. And there they will. Uh, they are used to keep them for some days, two yeah. three days. And after this, you have they have to dry. As a linseed oil, it takes very long time with drying. It, mm-hmm. it normally uh, it dries. Uh, weeks or months depending on which kind of linseed oil it is so it, it, it takes time and uh, and, uh, and so some of them uh, when they have even walks it on the outside or sometimes when they want to have a very fine finish and you shellac oh, yeah. on the outside yeah but not so very often but always oil yeah. linseed oil mm. and um, i know that there is a actually a documentary on uh, youtube where you have some pictures when you do this it's a german documentary i saw it's quite old yeah it's quite old because i think yeah. your children were small <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> when yeah, yeah. it was made but if the listeners wants to see it, they can go and look at it. Actually, there is some small yeah, pieces. Yeah, I it. make it still the same way. Yes, I remember this little yeah. film. Uh, yes, I make it still still the same. Yeah, with maybe some little variations. Yeah, but of uh, course yeah. with some uh, polishings and mm. yeah, and the new tricks that you mm. uh, developed. And then you make the bag as well, or the bag comes from somewhere else, or no, no, no. I, I make everything myself. Yeah. Yes, I sew my bags. I have a very old. Uh, Two machines? Yes, yeah. two machines from 1911. Oh, but they're <laughs> so always the best when they're old. The old, the old yeah. ones, and all on this machine, I so it's with I sew my bags. Yeah, it's old Betty. Yeah, <laughs> this is working fine, and it yeah. works all the years. And, I, and what kind of uh, fabric do you use for the backpack? Then? Uh, for the bags, yeah, this is a normal cow leather. Yeah. Uh, normal. Biological. Ga- uh, ga- uh, made. Made uh, <laughs> cow leather, which I see. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The cow leather comes to you, or you go and. No, I. I no. M- mostly, I have a. I have a sub who knows what I need. Yeah. So I used to to buy a, a whole cow or something, just yeah. a half. Yeah. <laughs> because people, I have some different colors. Preference. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's and excellent. when you make a bike backpipe, is it like in the beginning? Does it need like to be played in, or is it perfect from the beginning? Or nothing is perfect from the beginning. Yeah. It's especially okay. like, like all the other instruments. I used to say when you have 
built when the instrument is ready, when you have finished mm. the building of the instrument, the work starts. Okay. Because then you have the uh, the small things, and you have so even if you have made the same instrument, the same chanter for many many times, it's always you have to to work with a little bit with the holes, and you have to file a little bit. And uh, mm. I'm quicker today than I was for 30 years mm. ago or 25 years ago. But no, it takes some time. Uh, and then also the wood is working. Wood is uh, living material. Uh, and normally I always I play in all bagpipes before I'm selling them. Yeah. And I play in them like for about two weeks or something like that. And then I say to all my customers, after a year, I want all my instruments back once more for to make the, the last finish because everything is changing a little bit in, in the first year. But after a year, uh, everything is getting calm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. So it's like a teenage voice a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm. some time. So how long does it take from the... To make it, like the whole process, what time estimates? This is also a classical question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I always get from journalists yeah. and, and I have a classical answer. <laughs> I used to say, because you see, I make very little big pipes and I make very big big pipe pipes, many drones and, and so on. But the the smallest one, so a little Swedish, like uh, you can see down there, in a little Swedish one with one drone mouth blown for about 25 hours. Okay. So. Okay. But then it takes a long time for it to dry. For, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So that's working out. Only, only the working yeah. time, yeah. So then they still have to wait some weeks for the drying and the yeah, adjustments yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Oh, mm. uh, because okay. I know that when you order a cello, you have to kind of expect one year, one and a half year from the instrument. Yeah, the same as me. If you order in a um, backpipe, uh, I normally say in, it's between six and 12 months. Yeah. Uh, depends on how much I have to do. But do you have them also in, do you make them and have some in layer or do you only make after someone orders something? I make both. Mostly I'm, I'm making them especially for people who order special instruments with a special kind of wood and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and rings and, and uh, yeah, drones and so on. But I also always make some instruments just for fun or, or to, to have, you find them then on my website yeah. uh, when I'm, so... And now I had uh, the course in, in in Norway. I made some some instruments for my students, so they they have to, something to play on. Yeah. And um, so, but uh, so it's a combination. Uh, m- mostly order for use uh, people order uh, instruments in, as they want, but I also used to have yeah some some of them uh, at home. Yeah. So so it, it can when you order instrument six to twelve months. And if you're in a hurry, you have to look what I'm. I have at home. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you have the need for a, a quick affair. Yeah. So how much does it cost a backpipe? Smallest, the smallest one, a very standard, very easy one, is nine thousand crowns, oh. including mobs. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I'm yeah, really it's nine hundred, nine hundred euro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For about. Yeah. This okay. Is the easiest one. And the yeah. big, big one, advanced. Uh, the advanced, the, the really, really advanced with a lot of drones. Maybe uh, now, now I sell one, one instrument to to Norway, to a guy in Tromsø, and for example, this one it was a Swedish bagpipe with a bellow and mm-hmm. the be- just just chewing the bellow takes yeah. an old day yeah because i've sewed them by hand yeah with bellows and four drones and four stop keys as a, yeah. which means as a, you can play each drone as you want and and uh, this is uh two and a half thousand uh, euro oh. mm. 
that's quite cheap. I mean, <laughs> my shell is uh, 10,000 euros, so <laughs> for me, I'm like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, but... Because um, it's a lot of working hours into it. it, 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 it it's, it's, it's a lot of working, uh, but yeah... But we have to compromise. And, and, and of course, if you want to earn money, mm. you should not be an instrument maker. It's <laughs> no. better to make pizzas or yeah. something like that. <laughs> things. Uh, but uh, this takes time. And even you, you see my little whistles uh, yeah. there, there and people coming to me. And, and, and all of this whistle making takes also quite a lot of time. And, and a little whistle may cost 300 euro. Yeah. And people come to me and say, oh, of course, you can buy a, a whistle made in plastic, made yeah. in China for for." Made your 50, yeah. 50 euro or 30 you I don't know, yeah. but uh, this takes time and, and the time, the, the money I'm, I'm earning in every hour is, is not, it's not very much, but mm. I'm, this is kind of, this is a kind of lifestyle. I'm of living fashion, in the countryside, yeah. living, I'm living, it's, it's cheap here, I own my own house and uh, I don't need so much. I'm not interested in modern things and new mobile phones, uh, TV and so on. I'm quite simple life here. So I don't need so much because of this. I don't need to earn so much either. But um, I was also thinking, do you repair the instruments as well? Yes. Uh, of course, mostly I repair the instruments I make myself. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, I'm always uh, say if someone is buying an instrument by me, I used to say you you have service for this instrument as long as I live. Okay. And and what it means on bagpipes, uh, they also have a guarantee which is a lifelong. Okay. Uh, if something will happen with the tree and it will crack somewhere. Uh, I repair it without any, any cost. Okay, wow. Uh, only the normal things like reeds and so on, which yeah. uh, which um, use and you have yeah. to change them. You have to, but but if someone, example, uh, for example, if some um, wooden thing cracks out of out of itself, yeah. uh, which is normally never happens. Yeah. <laughs> so in this case, I'm I'm repairing these uh, oh. without without any any payment. Um, the, do a backpipe? Do they increase in price the older they get, or is they staying the same price? The like because a shallow gets more expensive the older it gets, but. How is it with backpipes? No, uh, they stay they, the same, or no? They are not. I don't think they are not increasing in price. Maybe some very, very exclusively made backpipes. Okay. But the more normal ones, like all the blow woodwind instruments, they uh, they, they are normally not increasing in prices. Okay. In contrary to this, these uh, cello. other cello and, and <laughs> these instruments, yeah. Mm. So you cannot invest in them. <laughs> but, but I have to say, but the sound, and now sometimes I'm getting all the bagpipes in my workshop for service, yeah. which I made for maybe 25 or 30 years ago. Yeah. And at that time I was not as good as today. Mm-hmm. But I am s- still astonished sometimes uh, that I... That they are sounding very, very good. Mm-hmm. Still, have to work. Maybe my turning was not, my woodwork was not as good as today, and uh, they are not so exclusively as they are today. But uh, they are working fine, and they are sounding very good. And there, I also noticed that all the backpipes obviously are sounding better. Yeah, and they're getting better in sound. Yeah, no. something with the fiber in the wood. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's something like that. Yeah. They get a little bit more. Around it, it's more, uh, yeah. 
it's more warm and yeah. mm. okay so let's talk about the nickelharpa the key fiddler key fiddle yeah yeah Keith, uh. so you uh, made a design of a, a harp who's special that uh, they are producing in vienna yeah uh, this now you you start in you started I in started the end, end. <laughs> okay. i have to say i've, I've played and i've played on built nickel harpers also for many many years mm -hmm. i started with this for 40 years ago something like that and i made my my first nickel harpers by myself and by playing them i um, noticed that i need i like to, to change some things and to get i need some extras uh, for example i needed a big range on the keys more keys yeah. and uh, and then even the possibility because the nickel harp is still a drone instrument which many people have forgotten because you have one string without mechanics mm -hmm. and the the bottom string is, is it's a drone string and this is why i'm why i'm working with this instrument i, I love drone music yeah. so music which is based on one note and you have a normally a natural scale on this on this uh, note and so the nickel harper is two and so uh, i need i needed a nickel harper with more keys possibility to to change the drone in mm -hmm. different notes and even a kind of uh, capo system where i can um, change the ground tuning of some strings because when i i'm when i'm playing nickel harper i'm still playing in the older way yeah. which means very often two or something, sometimes three strings at the same time. So I'm playing yeah. drone nickel harpa or more polyphonic nickel harpa. Mm -hmm. This is my special style and uh, I think it's, uh, uh, this is what I like, like most. Many people today, they are playing a kind of a violin technique on nickel harpa nowadays. Mm. And this is not really my style. But everybody can you can play it as best as they want. So so I, I have nothing to say about this. But I want to still play the old way of nickel harp. I will yeah. say drone drone playing. And um, so uh, I made uh, I just developed is maybe uh, said too much. I made the nickel harp. You have to see nickel harp is also old instrument. So you, when the the oldest nickel harp is, uh, with a very very easy one, they may be a thousand years old. Mm -hmm. uh, and this model, which we mostly play today, have we played here in the north for about hundred or a little bit more more years, which is called the so-called chromatic nickel harper, yeah. which means you have twelve notes in an octave. And the oldest ones, they were more, more diatonic or diatonic with some extra notes. And, and then we get also the problems because the old diatonic nickel harpers, they're very they were normally tuned naturally to the drones as, as, as soon um, you um, got all these extra notes you got the problems with the intonations yeah. because you and then must, people started to uh, to to tune them chromatically if, if you part an octave in exactly same uh, distances yeah, like a piano like it's yeah like it like a piano so but um that's not the honest truth like yeah, of the tuning right yeah yeah this is always uh, going to be compromised uh, tuning uh, on this is um no, this is the nickel harpa's problem because, uh, and contrary to the other stringed instruments, you have to decide where you put your note yeah. because you can't change your fingers. Yeah. Uh, so you have, and uh, that's also why many nickel harpa's doesn't people don't care so much about uh, sounding and tuning. But this uh, was very very important for me to get a find of 
the kind of tuning which I can accept, which is more natural. But if you play, you know, one key absolutely yeah. natural, you can't play any other keys. Yeah. So, so I have something in between. I have I can play the most important keys in Swedish folk music. I can play very well on this Nikolarpa, and they are very, very clear and nearly natural. Uh, and some other keys are not sounding as good, mm -hmm. but we don't use them. Yeah. And and, and uh, I'm I'm mostly in interested to playing folk music, not so much classical music. And here in Sweden, everything, every kind of Swedish folk music is based on the violin. Yeah. And on the violin, you have the tune in G, D, A, E. Yeah. And the middle, you have the D, A, fifth. Yeah. And the D A fifth is, in my opinion, is the ground of all northern and Swedish music. Yeah. So if you're looking at our violin tunes, Swedish folk music, much more than 50% of all tunes are D major or minor. Yeah. Some in A and so on. But yeah. uh, there you have them. So uh, I, 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 I decided to get the D A fifth on my Nikolarpa as this as the middle of the tuning. So all so this instrument is um, uh, tuned more uh, natural about this fifth. Have a, a capo system, have a drone, possible to a drone switch where you yeah. can play um, and more keys and some other more things, small things, which I changed too. But my problem was in my workshop, I'm mostly a turning factory uh, workshop. Uh, it, it took a long time for me to make the Canarpas yeah. uh, because I don't have uh, this and, and uh, I, I couldn't, should become too expensive for selling them. And then I had, uh, I came in contact with, uh, I have a friend in Vienna and I have him for many years ago and he is a, a professional violin maker yeah. and he was very interested in nickel Harpers but can't play. Yeah, okay. Uh, and so we we started uh, and we talked about this for many many years. And I said, can we can't we work together in some way, mm -hmm. and can we help each other? And so decided so we uh, he took my the last instrument I made by myself, which became the the ground model for the instrument he's making now yeah. in Vienna. And uh, this is my model. So the model is called yeah. Alban Faust uh, still, uh, yeah. but it's made in, in Vienna. He makes the instruments, which is kind of, and we are still always developing this instrument too, as uh, small things we change. Um, and, but I'm the, so he makes the instrument, he sent it to me and I make the, the last uh, uh, tuning and fixing and all the intonation and- uh, fine, I, the, fine adjustments. The, the, the final adjustment, thank you, yes. So, so he makes the grounding, instrument I make the final adjustments and um, this is only uh, and, and this instrument can be uh, it's just sold by me yeah so so he make he makes just for me but so we can also keep it to a price which is quite good mm -hmm. uh, which would be absolutely impossible for me yeah. so to make and I'm myself playing on this yeah. so it's quite a complex instrument on yeah it's quite a complex instrument because yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of uh, mechanics and it's a lot more than a violin so it is kind of all the string instrument combined into one sort of that's my feeling at least when when you play it feels like a whole orchestra is going on oh, yeah. but it's actually just one person yeah yeah well this is why i love it so much yeah. because because it's a perfect solo instrument and yeah. it works even very good together with other with other instruments and this is why i love the nickel harper so much especially with my kind of playing because i play with the old round bows mm. not with the short violin bows yeah. and and you can play two voices 
voices at the same time, sometimes three voices at the same yeah. time on the stringed instruments. And yeah, this is what I love to do. Yeah. But for this is especially important to have a, to be very careful with, with the tuning. Yeah. Because, uh, because on stringed instruments, if you take... For example, the third. Yeah. The, the natural third is much more, much more lower than the chromatical uh, equal third on, yeah. on the piano. On normal strings instruments, it's no problem because you can just change your finger a little yeah. bit and you get a, a fine third, yeah. but not on the nickel harpan. So you have uh, to decide where you put your notes. And uh, so I have, and for this, I play the most important thirds for my music and for my keys. I make it make them a little bit lower mm -hmm. for to make it more, uh, more, more good in sounding. And of, of course, and because of this, I, I lost other keys to, to, to play on. Yeah. But uh, for me, it's more, more important to, to, to play five, six minor and major keys Good. well sounding yeah. instead of 12 and all these 12 are not sounding very yeah. good no, yeah. no, not good enough and you can you can tune them in this instrument as you want but i, I prefer this more natural tuning yeah and uh, and i would say in in folk music because most of the folk musicians they don't understand something about uh, physics and 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 music they just play mm. they play for their ears and you hear when you when when your intervals are Natural, yeah. so you, and even so. So I would, I oh. would make proposition that the, uh, most folk musicians they play on natural scales yeah. and more natural scales, yeah. uh, because they are sounding finest. Yeah, mm. I think also. So, what does uh, Alban Faust uh, nickel harpa cost? Nowadays, cost an Alban Faust nickel harpa completely inclusive and with a case and a single bow. Three and a half thousand euro. Wow, that's so cheap! Oh my god, it's so much work. You should pay. You should be more expensive. <laughs> I mean, it's a case. I mean, only a shallow case costs like one thousand euros. So. Yeah, and no, the, the case is this uh, is it's more more single case, not like this form case uh, like the shallow has. So the case, the case only, only the case is is, is two hundred and fifty okay. uh, euros. So this is more more single one, but it's very, working good. Yeah, mm -hmm. I should start playing the nickel harp yeah. instead. And uh, <laughs> maybe I should say we have still sold it to this price. I don't know how long we can keep this price. Yeah. So, but uh, we are demand get high. Also, prices get higher. <laughs> so, so, but we have now three. I have now three instruments which are in in progress. Yeah. In, in Vienna, so they will be finished in the next month. Yeah. But they still can sell for this price. But um, it, how long is the process of the nickel harp by making then? Is it also one year ish or is it longer? No, it's just for about also one year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, but the nickel harpas, do they get more valuable by time? Because it's more wood in it. I really don't know uh, because because uh, we have not. No, I don't. I I think they uh, they. No, I don't. I, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I re of course, if you have really old nickel harpas, maybe good nickel harpas which are in very good shape mm. and which are good plate, they maybe they increase in value. Yeah. 
a little bit, but not so much like the other stringed instruments and bowed instruments. And do you also make the bows for them? Or? I make I make these round bows, yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So and I or can also make the violin bows, but this is not so interesting because there are others who make better violin bows yeah. than me. Yeah, but okay. the the old the older round bows I make myself, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, now we talked about a lot about your instrument making, but I uh, I want to talk about you as a musician as well. Mm-hmm. So you play a lot of instruments. I have heard by um, the locals here that you started by guitar. Is it true? You started by guitar as a guitarist? No, if, if, uh, no I started with piano. Piano, When, when I was okay. six, seven years ago, I started with piano. Uh, but uh, my father, he played a little bit guitar, not much. He could okay. some chords and he was singing for us children. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so I tried his guitar when I was about 10 or something like this. And already two years later, all the people said, when my father and me were singing together, he said, they always said that I should play the guitar yeah, <laughs> and yeah. not him. But it was in the happy 70th and there were all kinds of instruments were very interesting and mm-hmm. fascinating for me. So uh, when I was a teenager, I tried a lot of instruments. Because it's a little bit hysteric. So it was guitar and, uh, of course, uh, accordion and mandolin and banjo, mm-hmm. uh, kind of instruments. I, I tried everything because yeah. it was it, everything was interesting. And then I get in connected. Uh, I saw my first bagpipes on the mm-hmm. on the continent in Europe, and it was really as fact. It was a Swedish bagpipe made by uh, by a Dutch man. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was, uh, I think it was 18 or 19, I don't remember. Uh, got my first bagpipe and played a little uh, a Swedish bagpipe, which was not working very well. But I got got a really kick of all this bagpipe playing and uh, came in contact with many other bagpipe plays and instruments. And, uh, and then I saw my first Nickelharpa also in, in this, uh, at that time, it was in the late 70s, um, uh, a Nickelharpa. It was here in Darsland. Oh. And I was directly fascinated with the or the instrument I just it was a, um, it was a man who had built this nickel but he couldn't play oh. but because I know uh, heard Gerdy and other instruments I didn't understand how this must work so he sent me to another man uh, who, who even he, also he and Dustin who made nickel arpas and played and there I there I learned to play my first tunes on nickel arpas and I could borrow uh, instrument of him and started to to make my first nickel arpa yeah this is this one which is saying there's my first nickel oh, yeah. I, I made that I was 20 something like that uh, 20 21 and and uh, on that hand, there is happening an incident in the workshop because I came with with my left hand in a planning ma- machine. Oh my god! So I cut over the top of this finger, the finger, okay, the ring finger on my on my left hand, and this was catastrophic. Yeah, because it was impossible for me to play guitar. Mm. But at that time, I really developed my nickelhead playing and my backpipe playing because there I could play. I did, didn't need my, my uh, the, the, finger tops. the, the yeah. fingertops. So because of this catastrophe, I get all my uh, energy on the nickel harpa yeah. instead of the guitar. Yeah. Um, so then I was playing nickel harpa and bagpipes for, for, for many years. So the but, guitar got in renaissance just for 10 years ago. Yeah, so okay. I started again to playing guitar. Yeah. And but now, now it's fine, the finger? Or? I had several months yeah. until I get these uh, harder tops Hard, uh, hard skin, again. Yeah. But it was very, 
to get back to the guitar was also very interesting because under this, that time, the 20 years, I learned about many of drone playing and, and folk music playing. So uh, I have nowadays, even when I'm playing guitar, I have uh, playing with um, drop D tunings mm -hmm. and 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 uh, open strings for to playing kind of sometimes kind of drone music even on the guitar. Yeah. So piano, guitar, many different instruments, searching, yeah. searching, and uh, with about twenty nickelarp and uh, bagpipes and i'm still fascinated of all kind of music instruments i just love music and i love music instrument but i understand that life is short and i don't have so much time so i have just three areas where yeah. i play and this nickelarp different kind of bagpipes mostly swedish bagpipes yeah. because this i love much most and and guitar these yeah. are my three instruments yeah and you uh, got the, the Zorn uh, mark, or is a little pin, or what is it? The Zorn yeah, the Zorn, aha, okay, Riksbilmansmärke. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The local uh, play, playman. Yeah, this is a very, very hard spe to, uh, special translate. Swedish phenomenon. Yeah, yeah uh, you can, it's difficult to play for uh, for other people, but you have one, once a year, you have a competition here, somewhere in Sweden, where you can play for a jury, and uh, you have to play traditional instruments, traditional music, after landscape or some plays and uh, for this you can get uh, different kind of marks or prizes yeah the first is called the surmärke yeah. uh, is it after anderson yeah anderson yeah. he, he was he writer. was one he yeah. started with i think it was 1904 uh, when he noticed that uh, all the old music we noticed that uh, the, the old tunes should uh, disappear if we are not going to uh, to keep them in life and mm. uh, and so he started this uh, competition for to keep push to push to push players to play the old music and the old tunes yeah. and uh, and we're still yeah and on this competition which is one, one once a year um, you can play and and then you can get different grades and, and, and uh, the first one is Nobel uh, dip, dip, uh, Diplom and then you have bronze yeah. and when uh, and some more and when you're coming up to this silver yeah. you will you get the right to, to call yourself uh, Rick Spielman which yeah, um, yeah. it's a it's an honorable uh, title yeah, it's honorable title. Yeah, it, it is. It is, especially for one which was born uh, in another country. Yeah, I don't know anyone who have this was not born in Sweden. But I don't know. Like for me, you always been like I don't know if do people even know that you're German. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter for me. It's, I'm, I'm feeling much, yeah. much, much more. I, I'm not German. But you are a Swedish citizen, also. Yeah. Yes. Of course, I've been Swedish citizen for a long time ago, yeah. and I'm feeling definitely more Swedish today. Uh, but, because you uh, lived here longer than you were yeah, living yeah. in another yes, country. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've, yeah. The longest time of my life, I've lived here in Dalarna. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But actually, I think it's nice that uh, I mean. If you're keeping the music alive, you should be able to get the, the, the mark, I think. I mean, it's my opinion. I'm not a folk musician mm. in that way. I wish I could... Uh I was more of a folk musician than I am, but no, it was. Uh, I get uh, just had to say yes. It was. It was very. I get very happy about it, and I'm also a little bit proud about it. Yeah, yeah. I think for if you're a folk musician in Sweden, you really, really want this mark. I think it's a very sought yeah. after. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's also especially as for me. If I have to, I have to be a little bit honest. Also, if you're living on music as me. Mm. 
making, playing, building music instruments, it's also very good to have this mark because it's a little bit more easy to, to sell yourself. Yeah. Because then you have... Um, a quality you, mark. Pe- pe- people know he can play and LSG uh, yeah. and, and uh, it's a little more easier to, to, to sell yourself. Yeah, mm. I was uh, studying in Ingesund, it's a folk music, uh, no, it's actually a music teacher school, but mm. uh, all the folk musicians that were studying there, they were talking about this mark all the time. And yeah. they're like, oh, we only, if we get this, and yeah. yeah. Of course, the teacher also had the more uh, the marks, and they were like, for them, it was a big big deal. So I guess it also depends on who you are and in what level you are playing. Yeah. But of course, uh, you don't only play for getting marks, at least not as a, a yeah. folk musician. As a musician, we also face a lot of uh, challenges. So I wanted to talk to you about how do you handle nerves, like stress and stuff like this on stage? Do you get nervous? First time I was on stage, I was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm nearly 60. Mm-hmm. So when when you have to play outside or on stage, and it was much more worse in the earlier times, but you get used to it. Uh, and uh, so it's not so... I, I, I can stand it quite well mm-hmm. uh, because um, for me it's more important. Very often I'm playing together with other mm-hmm. peoples, and my uh, I have mu- very often much more to work with my colleagues to keep them calm yeah. instead of myself because I'm 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 a little used uh, to it, but I'm still still a little bit nervous. And I th- should say you have to be also a little nervous because otherwise you 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 don't make your thing because it's 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 important to to play on on stage. And it's important to play good. And, and to do your best because this you have to be a little bit nervous but mm-hmm. too much it's difficult because um, because when you're shivering too much yeah. you, you, you can't play yeah. so, so what do you um, say to your colleagues when they are nervous yeah, different things first of all have good time on you so mm. always when I'm in the small and the little concerts in this area, local playings and so on, and when I'm playing with my orchestra, because I, you know, I have the little yeah, the uh, Dasan lo- uh, Orchestra, yeah. where we're playing local local music, not mm. only local but mostly. Etc. One hour before uh, the concert starts, b- yeah. b- before playing concert, then even the the smaller ones, and then we have you have time to go through the program a little bit and send another thing. Tune your instruments. Mm-hmm. Bet it twice and just once. Yeah. Tune, tune, tune. Because we're playing folk music. When you're in tune, when you have a lot of violence and when they are in tune, maybe if they are missing a little bit of the melody, mm-hmm. as long as the, the strings are in tune, it doesn't matter so much. Yeah. But, but to, to, it's very, very difficult to find each other when someone is not in tune. Yeah, because then you're just floating anywhere, and you don't don't know what to know. But when when everybody is exactly in tune, it's much more easier to play together, and then you get more calm. Also, intonation is more more than the half of the work. Yeah. So, have good time, intonation, tuning, and uh, well, this is ending the most important things. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing which we are not allowed to do here in Sweden, but is okay on the continent. Mm-hmm. You can play, you can take a little a glass of wine or something like that before too. Mm-hmm. Not much, but a little bit just yeah. to calm you down. Yeah. Uh, I know they don't like it to hear it in Sweden, but this works. Yeah. When I was uh, touring with my groups in, in on the continent uh, in Europe, and uh, when they were too nervous. You get the uh, bottle of wine and this no, one. No, just, 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 a li- just a little bit, just to, to, to calm down a little bit, uh, because um, it can be very easily too much, and then yeah. you just then it just get worse. Goes over, yeah. yeah. So so 
But this it is. And for, for me, because nowadays I'm very often a leader uh, in the orchestra or yeah. in the bands. So for my my work is mostly to 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 work with the other ones. Yeah. Because I I, I have to be calm. Yeah. I have to look calm. I mm. if, even if I'm not, I, I am. So uh, I I have to to calm down my colleagues and to get and just smile. You're faking it till you make it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah absolutely. It works. Yeah. Because I mean, it is very hard to be nervous if you are smiling I think mm-hmm. for me at least because then it's like you become what you act like or something mm-hmm. but you have the, the big orchestra with the local fiddlers and mm. I think it's only violins and one bass no? No, no we have uh, oh, so more instruments? violins and we have one whistle and uh, my wife's now playing the clarinet oh, yeah. and, and, and guitar bass so it's a good compact of different uh, instruments yeah. and then you have uh, Alban and the Iron Boys yeah uh, well, this is my, my guitar band yeah. they're only playing guitar nothing nothing more and this is more uh, this is more a hobby band we have didn't have so many concerts together. I just like the name much yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> they are because my uh, my colleagues they are living in in the air yeah yeah, uh, because yeah, this yeah. and we, we need we needed the, the, so they live in the area for our first concerts and yeah. the, so they get the the iron boys yeah so they live in the in the area called Jan in Sweden and Jan is iron actually yeah, yeah, so that's exactly where the joke yeah, is yeah. yeah and then you have um, what was it it was uh, Alban and now Faust Fredriksson and and Bloom and Bloom yeah. yes yeah this is, is uh, Faust and Fredriksson so this is very Thomas Fredriksson he and me, we became Rick Spenman at the, in the same day. Oh, yeah. uh, Amazing. And, and, and he's just living four kilometers from me. Yeah. And this was for... Uh, he lives more, in Das Rostock, I think. Yeah, right? Das yeah. Rostock, exactly. And uh, we had played together before, a little bit, uh, sometimes. And, uh, and uh, this day we became, we get this title, both yeah. he and, and me. And um, we, we decided now we have to play a little bit more closer and yeah. a little bit more often. And, uh, and then he also, it was very funny because he, he went to Das Rostock and he bought a house there. Mm-hmm. So we have very, very close to each other and very easy to play. And, and it's, I really love to play with him because he's, um, we were most, mostly playing here in this, in my, in my house. And um, he has very, very big ears. Mm-hmm. He, he's listening to everything. And when I, when I because mostly, mostly I am playing the first, uh, voices and he's mostly playing the second voices yeah. not always but mostly mm-hmm. and 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 it doesn't matter if i'm playing nickel or bagpipes he's uh, he's following me very very closely and beautiful awesome and then we really needed first yeah and certain bloom is uh, the, the bass player who's playing in all the groups and in this area yeah. that doesn't matter what they're the only do. bass player <laughs> plays jazz music and, and and songs and we met him for some years ago where we had a concert and just asked him if he uh, wants to play some more tunes with together with us but he was very afraid because fast he is from this area, has mm. never played local music, oh. and especially polska music, which is this three-beat music, which is very special for, for mm. the North. He didn't, didn't, hadn't then made it before, he was very um, afraid, of trying by mm. himself, but when then we said to him that we can just try and, and you, you will get it and you will find it. And, and so we started to play music from his own area because he's yeah. he is from here yeah. so yeah and so sometimes we play just Duo, too much yeah. and me uh, and sometimes together with him yeah so 
Mm. And um, you write your own music as well? Uh, yeah, there are some tunes. So no. how, how is the process when you write music? Because I really like your songs. Oh, thank you. How do you come up with them? Do you sit here yeah, assume, assume, next to the lake and... It takes time. Yeah. I, I'm not quick. I'm not fast. Very often it starts with a little melody and uh, then I'm working on it and change it a little bit, playing again, playing again. Very often when I'm sitting in this room, maybe very often in the night yeah. when I'm for myself and just playing one instrument and trying some figures and, and suddenly there is something growing there's something coming and mm -hmm. uh, try the same melody once more again the day after and then again and again but um, and after a while it uh, becomes a tune yeah but normally all my tunes take time so time, yeah. time i say i have tunes which i have played a year mm -hmm. before i need it on the stage yeah first after a year i i, I decide that now it's good enough for to play it yeah but so it's an improvisation process sort of Yeah, sort sort of. Sometimes also I, I I decide now I want to make a tune in A major something, yeah. which is quite difficult uh, key on the nuclear album. Yeah, uh, A major is not because uh, this is nuclear is a C based instrument. Yeah, A major is sounding very good. Yeah. So uh, then I try okay now and then I start somewhere with uh, some notes and yeah. uh, after a while it becomes a hopefully tune. Yeah. a tune in <laughs> A major. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I have to train figures or scale. Uh, and it can happen so that because of this uh, kind of etude yeah. of this I sometimes develop a whole tune yeah. you know there's a tune on my first record Bordy Music from Dasa which is called Long Porta which was exercise for my backpipe Oh. But this has become very popular, so many yeah. playing it now because it's a very it's a lot of uh, chords up, up and down, up and yeah. down, and and and, and uh, but it became tuned. Do you also write it down your tunes? Sometimes you don't sell the music. Yes, yes, yes. I've made the first the first CD. You, that's a notebook. Yeah. Did you sell uh, the, oh, the the notebook? Yeah, yeah. Well? The, oh. After the first CD, I've made a notebook, mm. and I'm, I'm writing down most of most of my, my tunes, especially when other people want to play them yeah. and uh, when I'm playing together with others. But in normal music, musical life, we are playing without notes. Yeah. When I'm playing with Thomas and so on, we just uh, we listen to each yeah, other. Of course. Oh, with the Jose, of course, we all of us can read notes yeah. and we can use them, but uh, music you is... You don't really need them when you no, no, we, we, play we, them. This is direct. We, we listen to each other. and Because I saw that on your website, you also have a fingering like you have a lot of music there like fingering for the back backpipes yeah, yeah. like you almost you have your own school there sort of so yeah, can... this is most of these most fingerings and because uh, people are playing backwards they're always asking the same thing yeah. oh I have to finger <laughs> this and man this and this so yeah. I put all this on my website for it's much more easier for them to, to find yeah. I, I should make more than this and I also thought about to to to, uh, to put more of my uh, notes on on website but all this also takes time yeah so, it's very time and, and I'm, 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 I have a webmaster who helps me but everything you do because here I should say in this little workshop the chief is doing everything mm -hmm. I'm sitting with my with my, with my mails and with my data and then yeah. working here and working there because there is no one I have no one to help yeah and uh, the days have just 24 hours yeah so exactly so uh, I, I do my best, but the time time is never not enough. Yeah. Never. Yeah. No. But it's because I really like it because uh, when I am learning uh, new tunes, mm. I always like 
I'm classically trained, so for me it goes fast if I just look at the score sometimes. But of course I have dyslexia, so actually I cannot read notes very well, mm. uh, to be honest, because mm. I just uh, listen and then I play it mm. anyway. So you have uh, some books and you have a lot of albums that you made and you recorded a lot of them actually. Yeah, so you've been uh, very... I, have, I, have, I think it's become 10. Yeah. I think so. All too. of them. Uh, yeah. Oh. And uh, it's also um, one who is very special with the mm. pan flute, with Jose mm. from Peru. So I wanted to know a little bit about Jose, the pan flute. Josue. Josue. This is a little bit, little bit <laughs> funny because we met on a studio, in a studio, f and the, it was nine. Four or something like mm -hmm. that. I don't remember. There was a guy who wanted to to record traditional instruments. Yeah, he needed because he was. I think it was for the uh, Eurovision. Uh, yeah, Eurovision. Some he has made a song, and he needed someone who played um, pan flutes and bagpipes and, and so on. So yeah, they invited the, the different mus musicians and me and Jose too. Yeah. So we met on the west coast. It was here. Yeah. So so I played my things. He played his things and. He had precisely come to Sweden, yeah. and he just was looking in my uh, instrument uh, case and saw all these flutes and bagpipes. And I looked in his case, <laughs> yeah. and he said, "Interesting instruments." We couldn't talk to each other because he was he had exactly come from um, Peru, South America. Yeah. Was just talking uh, Spanish, yeah. and uh, my Spanish is not very well. Yeah. <laughs> I can't count. But um, it uh, so. We were interested in each other without talking to each yeah. other. And three, four weeks later, he called me on the telephone and asked if he could make a practicum. Yeah. Practice, practice, practice here at me. Uh, and I had just bought this house here and I was um, divorced and, and everything was Moving. very co very complicated <laughs> in my life. But I said, just, just, just come, okay, I can help you. Mm -hmm. If you help me a little bit with my house, because it was this house was not in this shape like it yeah. is today now. It looks very beautiful now. Yeah, so, so um, uh, he came to me and uh, then he stayed at me and we worked in the factory we worked in the factory in the workshop i was teaching him how to drill and how to turn and and, and so on and then he made his instruments by himself yeah. but we never thought about to play together because mm. i thought okay he's coming from peru i'm playing mostly swedish music can't works together mm -hmm. so people we are so stupid in our but one one night we were sitting here also in this room and uh, talking try to talk at that yeah. time it was still quite difficult to talk to each other and i think we drank <laughs> took a glass of wine and uh, and then i said to him okay we can we try to play together mm. but not el conto pasa because i can't hear this anymore <laughs> no no not el conto pasa <laughs> So he didn't could hear this mm. anymore. And then he took his pound flute and took my nickel harp and we just tried with some notes. And then we noticed this was uh, perfectly that it fits very good together. Mm -hmm. Such different instruments. Yeah, and then we, we tried one tune and then one more and then more. And yeah, after a while we can we, we play together. Yeah. And and the and and this is also funny because we could nearly not talk to each other yeah. but we could play together yeah. because music is international music everybody understands music mm -hmm. and 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 he works with music exactly the same way as i do listen to something and try to yeah. join to play together to uh, and he learned a lot of songs from me and i learned some songs from him and we played little swedish little south american most mostly swedish at that time 
Nowadays, a little bit more, uh, now it has come more, uh, South American tunes too. And uh, then after two, two, three years, no, it was, uh, I think, t- 2000, well, some more years, five, six years, we recorded this um, Polska uh, Popal. Yeah. It's a really nice CD. And um, we are still playing together. Yeah. This is more than 25 years ago. Yeah. Well, it's so nice it's not, when you can not, not bad. find friends for life yeah, to, uh, yeah. due to Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, this is really a very funny project. He's, pan, uh, he's playing pan flute and kena, didgeridoo, mm-hmm. different yeah. kinds of uh, woodwind instruments. And I'm playing my instrument and we can uh, we have a very good sound sound together and, and we love to, to play together. And it's very much soul, very much heart yeah. when you're playing. So yeah. uh, even when you're staying on stage, we're looking deep each other in the eyes and then yeah. trying try to... to Play very very tight uh, and uh, and f- li- listening and really playing together. Yeah, because you have a lot of fans. Everyone loves Alban Fast in this area. <laughs> they are crazy about <laughs> I you. I, I love to hear it. I don't know if it is so, but I uh, yeah. They do love you, and there is always a lot of people when you are playing I, somewhere. They are like coming like sheep around the herder. Like they really lo- love to hear you play. And also when you go to the different um, areas here. Mm. I know that you go to Venice sometimes. And I talk with people that are like, yeah, Alban Faust was here, you know. He was playing with bagpipes. And, <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I, I, yeah. I have lived here the most of, parts of my, my life. And I love the music from uh, not only Dalsland, but very much from Dalsland. And the music from Dalsland was very unknown known before mm. I took care of of his because people didn't think that it was worth anything but uh, mm. I love the tunes and I have not the problems with the uh, we call it for Swedish jantelag uh, yeah. so, so I if it's sounding good it's good music and I, I'm I'm only playing music I like, I love, I, I, I never played music just, just for money. And maybe of this, maybe because of this, uh, I think people feel it. I'm doing this because I love to play and I love to play these tunes and, and songs. And uh, this is my kind of expression. Music is, music is a kind of expression of, of feelings. And uh, for me, it's easier to show my feelings by playing music and by talking. Mm-hmm. So uh, I make it in the music way, yeah. as many others do. <laughs> yeah, but it really uh, transfers to the audience because otherwise they wouldn't be so crazy about you. And I, I saw that you got also uh, you have uh, gotten some honorable prize by the uh, community here and mm. and stuff like that, uh, culture prizes and and uh, and yeah. so on. So mm. uh, they really also want to show the appreciation, which is uh, great, I think. Yeah. I wanted also to talk about uh, one CD that actually your son produced because he's a sound engineer, uh, Zacharias. Mm. He made your your CD. How is it working with your son? Fantastic. He's 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 very he's very structured. I'm I can be a little bit um, free and creative. Yeah, it's, I'm not as uh, he's very structured. He's uh, in Swedish he said ordentligt. He's uh, he, he knows how to do and 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 I'm a little bit more creative, uh, more I have a lot of lot of ideas and uh, my my head is always like, turning around all, all all the time. I'm not so good in 
to, to, to keep everything in order. If you look in my work, work in my workshop, it's it's not so really clean, and so because it's not so important because I want to make my things. And Zacharias is a little bit about the opposite of me, and to, to work together with him when he's a concert director or when he's making the the recording stuff. So it's very good to see see him because he is. Um, it works very good together. Yeah. Uh, my spontaneously. Uh, that um uh, impulsive yeah uh, impulsive and 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 even uh, as I said have ideas very often too much ideas and very difficult to analyze it uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but uh, he's he, he knows how to do and he's calm he's very calm uh, he's not so so I. I really li- li- like like to, to, to work together with him. It's not so, so often anymore because now he's living in Stockholm. But uh, at that time, we made it a little bit more often. It works very very good. Yeah. So. I mean, you kind of want that kind of person as your sound uh, engineer or sound support. Because if you have an impulsive uh, sound engineer, things can easily get uh, out of control. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes <laughs> and you would be a little bit nervous of <laughs> yes. them. You know, like, because what are so, they so doing? It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have the possibility. I... I I may be, uh, I, I can be a little bit more creative and... Uh, it's nice, so it's very a big luxury, I'm a bit jealous. Mm. I also want to have a sound engineer in my family. Mm. Could, uh, I could really use it after failing so much with recordings. <laughs> I wanted to ask you also about what advice do you have for listeners out there who are uh, people working with music? Like, what have you learned during all your years and experience? Because you are very experienced and I'm sure you learn from your mistakes a lot. So do, do you have any tips like do, don'ts or do's, you know, how to survive on music 1.1? <sighs> huh? <laughs> the easy question. This is not the easiest question. <laughs> because it is... If you, if you want to, to survive on music... First of all, you you re- really must want to survive on music, and mm-hmm. you have to accept that it can be very very tough. Because um, to play, I say it's it's one thing to play good is not it's not enough for to earn money. Mm-hmm. Because there are musicians who are not especially who are not very good, but they can sell the personality of what they are doing and they have a good manager but they're maybe not especially good musician and you have other musicians who are really really great and who can't sell uh, their themselves so this is always a problem but i should say do do really what you want play the this kind of music you like and listen to your heart and try to construct your life in a way that is cheap because when when you working with a, such a creative work like making music you have to understand that uh, you maybe never gonna earn a lot of money you have to 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 live on 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 a little so like i did with my my i'm living on the countryside here the houses are very cheap i bought a very old house i repaired it in 25 years by myself all the time because i don't need much i also don't need too much earn money so this is i think very very important and and try to um, to tr- try to to make small small steps so um, keep the expenses uh, low yeah, yeah. Uh, keep the exp- yes keep it low and and play and play and play and uh, my my wife, which uh, who's also playing clarinet, and I also say to her, just first of all, we have played the tune maybe a hundred times. Then you maybe can play it. 
It's mm-hmm. not enough with the femme or time time. That's uh, ten times. You have just because playing is the only thing uh, which makes you better. Mm-hmm. This is um, and, and it's, it takes time. It takes time. And even if you're talented, if you're good, it takes time because um, I have the the, the possi- possibility I can. Um, uh, split my life between my workshop and the playing and so I'm earning money in the workshops because it's, I can't, can't live only on my playing which I would prefer mm-hmm. if I have the possibilities so I should then I should make instruments just as a hobby yeah. and playing first of all but it's not possible so I have to earn money on on another way yeah. and this is a quite good possibility for me as with the workshops and a little bit, little bit teaching a little bit courses workshops outside and I have my own um, uh, re- record company uh, and all these small things and uh, small um, income makes that you can survive yeah. on, on playing but playing music means you have to take your time it's not the fastest way and this, I think, especially for the young generation, sometimes a bit difficult to accept that playing music and playing good music needs a lot of time, and you have and a lot, lot of unpaid time. Yeah. So. Um, and what do you think about uh, pricing? Because it's always difficult to charge money when you play a concert. So how do you think about charging? money how do you have like a lowest price or do you have like um, an idea that if i have to play a concert that is one hour or two hours i have to have at least this kind of money okay first of all i used to say i want i want to get paid because of this is a kind of respect to this what i'm doing because everybody something which you're not paying for it's also worthless mm. in the mind of many people. Yeah. It, maybe it's not, but the people nowadays in this capitalistic system we are living in, people are thinking, so if something is uh, for nothing, it mm. cannot be worth anything. Yeah. So I just say to them, I want to get paid. Then the amount is not always so important. I'm playing for a good thing and people who really, really wants to hear me but don't have so much money. Okay, for them playing for much less than a normal price. Mm. But I have a, a kind of standard which I uh, used to say if someone asking me but mm. I'm also playing funerals and uh, weddings sometimes uh, birthdays and, uh, and so on weddings is quite quite often yeah, uh, it's perfect instrument for yeah, it, they want it? to have bagpipes and um, very often Amazing Grace and, and so on uh-huh. and I uh, used to play Amazing Grace I want the d- double price yeah. because uh, <laughs> I can't hear this, uh, this tune anymore. sound uh, song there are more songs and, and, and more. <laughs> But they very often ask me, yeah, you have just to play one uh, one tune or two tunes. I say, this is the same price or if I play uh, whole, uh, one, hour, one yeah. hour, because mm. I have to be there, I have to be on place. And for me, it doesn't matter if I just play two tunes or maybe ten. Yeah. So this is the same price. Yeah. Um, this is for many people difficult to understand sometimes. So it's um, very variating what I get paid for my playings. But that I want to get played. This is, uh, yeah. and this was not. So it was not in the beginning when I came to Sweden, because I lived quite well on my playings as long as I lived in Europe and mm. uh, on the continent. There, I get, there you get paid for your playings, and I played very, very much middle-aged music, and I lived a very good life life on it. Mm. It was easy and was young and no family and, and yeah. so, so on. And some weekends playing middle-aged music and was. Uh, really really easy living and then we're coming here 
to Sweden and uh, they didn't want to pay me for anything. You get a cup of tea or maybe... Uh, uh, yeah, li- but you would get food. Yeah, like, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and also with this argument, uh, very often, uh, you like you to, you like well to play and then, okay, yeah, you have the possibility to play, but you will not get paid for it. Yeah. And this made me quite angry yeah. in, in the beginning. And, and I, I would like to say I forced the people here to pay for even for folk music, yeah. even for this kind of music. And also the same, it's not so important that you give me a lot of money, but I want to get paid because I want to see that you respect it and me, what I'm doing. So, and so it's still. Yeah. So, uh, but in Sweden, I think it got, got better. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I get quite good paid when I'm here playing, I feel. Mm. But now when I'm in the Netherlands, they're very cheap with money. They never want to give me enough money. Like mm. some, when I play some concerts, they only play me 70 euros for one concert sometimes. And I think that is outrageous, though. Mm. Mm. But then when I'm playing in Sweden, I often get 200 euros. Mm. That's like a sun standard price for a, a church concert or mm. something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends a little bit where you are uh, or even more. And then I'm like, oh, my God, because I think this, the tariff in Sweden, the lowest that the music uh, organization is saying that you should charge is 180 euros. You can't, uh, That's the lowest they say. It may happen. Uh, it may be, yeah. But uh, do you think it got better? Maybe I have you for, to for, thank you. For, uh, if I look at myself, yes, for me it's going better. Yeah. But it also makes uh, because now I've played this music for a very long time. Mm. And established I'm a yourself, little bit more yeah. known, and not only in this area. Yeah. I have my marks and and so on. So I'm. So, so it's, it, it has become easier. Yes, yes, yes. But maybe I have you to thank for that you made the way, you know. And now when I come as a young musician playing here. They, they learned to pay them uh, properly. Yeah, I, I think so. so now, uh, now, now, it's, now, now it's working better. And in the, even for all them, all the people who are playing together with me, this is mm. uh, the same. As, as I said, mostly I'm the mostly for often mostly I'm the leader in, uh, in our groups. And, and and then I said, okay, we are playing here and there. And it's always so that we will get an amount together. Mm. I always parted exactly between all the musicians, even when I have a little bit more of the organization yeah. work but this doesn't matter for me it is not so important okay so because we are making the concert together and then i had maybe a little bit more telephone mm. talking like the others but this because often, mostly the people came to me and asking me can yeah. you play with him or this group or and so, yeah. so on but sometimes so, i feel that it's easier taking more to charge more when you are playing with another person because you you won't sell your friends for cheap money, sort of. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel I'm responsible toward the other person then. Because if it's only me, I feel like, okay, I can do it cheaper. But then if I'm with someone else, I feel like, no, I cannot go no, down no. because it's not respectful for my friend or no, my colleague. No, no, so it is. Yeah. Or if, because you have to always talk talk with with your colleagues. Uh, mm-hmm. when, yeah, Between uh, each other. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I can, we can make a concert for this and the price is okay for you or not yeah. uh, and so on. Now, especially as you say, as long as I'm solo on myself it's my problem <laughs> i get yeah. very bad paid. bad bad paid or but, very good paid. Uh, but 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 uh, together with others uh, of course yeah um, you have to wants to have an amount yeah yeah okay so now i have a little a question about tradition what do you think about the future and the tradition like because there is a lot of tradition in folk music and how do you look on it on tradition and and folk music do you think it should be followed i think we we talked about it a little bit but i just wanted to dig a little bit deeper into it so like sometimes people will defend tradition with their lives and 
What is your opinion about tradition and, and folk music? Tradition and folk music, yeah. Because in the instrument making, you are de- developing a lot, so there you are yeah. quite free and quite. But even even as even in music, as a, one of my teachers, uh, who was very important for me in the mm. first years, Einar Hansande, uh, when I started to playing Swedish music, yeah. he used always to say, "Look." how the old players played, or listen to them who they played. When you get these tunes to your own tunes, then you can make with them tunes what you want, but listen first. Mm. So, and, and I think this is very important. First, it's important to listen to the old ones, who play, how, in which kind, how that, did they play their tunes, and why did they play in this or that way. And, uh, and then when you decide, oh, but I would like to play this a little bit in another way, this is okay, but don't do it the first day. Yeah. Uh, first learn first, and then after a while you can, when you have really, uh, when you have the tunes inside yourself, you can you can make it a little bit in in your way. But, uh, and the one thing is very important as, as long as you're playing traditional, this music I play very often is function music because this music has to has to work together with the dancers. Yeah. So I must always play in a kind in this kind of thing that the dancers can dance to my music. Yeah. So this I can't change. Say if I'm not in the rhythm. Yeah, not with the rhythm or if I'm playing too fast or too too slow, they can't dance anymore. They have to uh, if I have my marks on the on the wrong places, yeah. they can't they can't dance to this. So this is uh, okay. Not only when I'm playing on concerts is another thing. On concert, I can even play polskas more slower or yeah. more uh, faster than maybe the dancer wants to have. But long and I love to play to dance mm-hmm. because it is wonderful to to play and see. Like, you have people you are moving to yeah. your music and, it's and this is also one of the biggest compliments if people come to me afterwards and say oh it's so good to play to dance to your music because mm-hmm. i cannot dance myself oh. i'm very oh, now learn. i can't i can't <laughs> dance really i know about but i'm i'm no no i'm no big dancer definitely not <laughs> but i love to play to dance and i love to to see the um, communication between the dancers and the players and, yeah. and uh, there were many this i became very happy that many many has said that it's very works very good to play to my or to our music very yeah. often we are we are more than more, just more, me yeah. yeah that's really it's a good uh, quality to be able because that's the whole point of the music if it's dance music for example mm. uh, i on, only i did some collaboration with a ballet dancer actually so mm. and she was dancing arabic music and i was playing arabic music mm. and it was super nice because after a while it's kind of the dancer becomes like your your ensemble mm. like you can play with them like you do with your mm. colleagues your fellow musicians so we are at the end and i wanted to give the opportunity for you to give an advice mm. to uh, one person in the music school one person uh, who is uh, studying music in the conservatorium maybe and then one person who is professional do you have any advice for someone in the music school someone who is uh, here in the uh, Melrose Culture School playing their instruments follow your heart this is this be open and uh, look what what you what you have around you and play and train and rehearsal as much as uh, as you can because um, very very often this is um, try when when you when you're coming coming home and might be a little bit tired or don't really have uh, the the force to to play your instrument just try try to start because to get when you're playing the first tune 
It's much more easy to play the second or the third tune. Yeah. I notice very often when, I'm, when my wife is coming from school and she's very tired, but we want to play a little bit. And if, when I can just come um, her to, to play one tune together with me, it's very easy that they were sitting for two hours and playing yeah. music there. Uh, so, um, it's a good trick to start. Just, just to start, just, yeah. just, just, just to start. And, and play something you really love, you, you really like, because to play something which is not, uh, which you don't, which you don't like, you will, we will never put a lot of energy on these tunes. Yeah. So, and then this is also important for the, for the teacher. Try to find things which are interesting. Let's say, for example, scales. Very important. Everybody must to learn scales, but nobody likes it. Mm. Uh, so, so try to find tunes where we have scales incorporated, where we have um, in the tunes. Yeah. So, so it's more more easy to 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 to, to play them also. Yeah. Because we always we want to play for the for the youngest. They want to play music directly. They yeah. don't want to go a lot of scales and harmonics, and they want to play music from the first yeah. day. And try to to find something. That it's possible. I think that's a really good advice. I, I used to use that um, trick on my cello students mm. when they were younger. I was uh, arranging uh, a lot of rock music for them because it was the only way to make them practice because they were not interested in the traditional songs, mm. you know, mm. like the. They were like, no, we want to play. Um, what was it? It was the final countdown and stuff like mm. that. Mm. So it works really well, actually, when they ha play their fa favorite song. And for a person in the conservatorium, so someone who has like, decided to um, put the effort into music as a profession, or another school that is, it doesn't have to be a conservatorium. It can also be instrument maker school. Or Do you have an advice for people who want to, who are younger, but not as young as the music uh, people, mm. but they want to become professionals. Trust on yourself. Just you have to, you have to believe in that what 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 you what, what you are doing. And it's impossible to make anything without mistake. We are always making mistakes, even if we are very good at mm. whatever kind we are making. But try to use your mistake, learn by your, by your mistakes, and and even in in. In playing, you know, there's no concert without any mistakes. You always have some small things which are not going mm. as you think. But don't hesitate. Try to learn, play uh, over the mistakes. Try to, to just to continue. Mm. Even if you're making a little bit, things are not going as you want. And uh, sa same as before, it needs time. And it's good also when you have when you have friends who are interested in the same things, music, and you you can play together with, talk together with, and um, even the, this part of selling yourself uh, as a musician good to have some uh, friends and colleagues uh, who have the same and even the same problem so you can uh, discuss how, 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 to, how to do otherwise just play as much as you can <laughs> yeah that's a good advice yeah so. and it's also very good to like you said in the beginning to trust your uh, yourself and your convictions because I think it's during this period you get a lot of criticism from the from the, your teachers and you're always criticized because they want you to develop but sometimes it's easy to forget that you actually know how to do things good mm. and sometimes it's also easy to do what they want you to do because mm. they are your teachers but maybe actually there is more uh, more opportunities than you first see. Mm. And then for the teachers, it's also very, very important. And a very good teacher, he, he can he can praise his students also, not only uh, looking at the mistakes and mm. uh, because this is very 
important to get pushed by, by, by others. People are making music as all artists and even other people who are working with other arts. They are very often very, very sensible and sensitive mm. persons. They are very easy to break. Yeah. So we have to, you have, we have to be careful uh, with them because of this. They are making arts because they are, they have something emotional in, in their, themselves, which makes them or yourself possible to make art, uh, playing mm. music or making pictures or something like that. And, and I know it also by myself. Musicians are very often quite weak persons. Mm-hmm. Because they are not tough and uh, they are not hard because they um, they are more easy to break. Mm-hmm. So and and some more thing, uh, mu- music. Uh, as I said, I said very often to my colleagues in in the orchestra. Think about music is a question of communication, but not a question of competition. That we always play against each other. We have mm-hmm. to play together and we have to finish with it to say oh, this one is better than the other and so on everyone everyone is good everybody is good in, in, in playing and one makes it in this way another makes it another way but we have to finish to look at all these people there are always people who are better uh, mm. and who can, can play faster or something like that mm. but but so i don't think we have to think about it, I can just just a little history. My father, he was he was playing violin when he was young. Then his mother went with him together on the concert to Yehudi Menduhin, mm-hmm. one of the most yeah. famous violinists, just for to inspire the son. What has happened? He finished to play violin after this. Oh. So, and this is always the problem with the other ones who are so much better. One, one man, people get inspired maybe and mm-hmm. try, okay, also I also want to try to get better. And the other one gives up mm. because he, he did understand as good I will never be. Mm. So, and so it is, there are always people who are better, more beautiful, mm. like I said, but find worth in what you're doing by yourself and um, find your own style also. When I was playing my music, there were many, so many people did say, ah, you should not do this that way or not that way. I, I, I can remember first time I was on the Nöckelhalper course workshop in Farley in mm. 1989. I, I come to Sweden, I tried to, now I have to try to play so it has to be done. And I came to this uh, workshop in Fallen, Fallen, and uh, then we should play a little bit for our teacher. And I could play maybe five, six notes. And he just said to me, so we don't play here. <laughs> so uh, I was uh, directed from the beginning. Mm. This is not our style. So you should not play. And this was, was, was horrible. Uh, yeah, it was horrible. It was really hor- horrible. And also, we don't play with these bows on these nucleus because these bows only use on the older nucleus and so on and mm. so on. So, so, so that, but so you should do. Find your own style. Don't listen too much on, on the others because there are always people who want to know it better and, and, yeah. and want to show you. The way but uh, listen to your own heart and yeah. to, to uh, hmm? i think that's really a nice inspiring thought difficult to do but it's very i mean i think everyone has always this kind of meeting at some point where they have to uh, stand against someone criticizing everything they do mm. and saying that it's wrong and i've been several times i've been criticized for one thing and mm. then in the next village i got praised for uh for the same exactly, very same exactly. thing so it's mm. uh some 
some people will like it, some people will not. And uh, I think it's about finding your audience. Mm. And if you play for people who likes what you do, you will have good experience. And if you play for people who are not your audience, for example, for me, it would be like, I don't think I'm the cellist for uh, Carnegie Hall, for example. I don't mm. think I'm that kind of cellist. But for other venues, uh, a theater, for example, mm. I'm perfect for that kind of uh, audience because mm-hmm. it's a different kind of audience. It's mm. like I wouldn't go to uh, a growling heavy metal uh, audience and try to sell uh, a children uh, lullaby, you know, that, mm. that would be stupid, you yeah, know. No. Mm. So you have to find the, the audience who likes new music. Yeah. But uh, then for a professional colleague, what would you say for them? Yeah, what, you, what should I say? Try to try to try to, to listen even to other colleagues. Maybe once or so, to find find your own style, but at the same time try to stay open for other kinds of musicians, colleagues. How do they playing and how do they they are making? And then it's the same as also for the youngest one. Play, play, play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are never. You have never finished. First, now you're down in the earth. Yeah. You finish your life. Yeah. And, and uh, this, I have heard very much, very often, people say to me, Alban, you have played so many years. You can well play backpipe or niklapa. As I say, yes, okay, you can play so much. But I've still a lot of learned, and it mm. will never stop. This is uh, always continuing. This is to develop yourself. Finish. Don't don't stop to develop yourself. Mm-hmm. Always try. Always to get uh, get a new new view, or maybe to get a little bit bit better. Listen to things. I, I have tunes, little tunes. It's with sixteen measures, or maybe it's a little podcast. I've played for. 10 years, the same tunes, mm. and I still can make it better, yeah. better in, in my ears, maybe not for another one, but uh, so... Um, it reminds me of, uh, there is a famous cellist called Pablo Casals, yeah. and he has this quote, uh, was a journalist who asked him why he still practice uh, four or six hours a day, and he said, because I think I'm making progress, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. So, and he was 80 years old, so um, you can always develop... The same thing. And uh, I think also staying curious and still practicing even when you are uh, getting older is uh, very essential to, to stay alive, you know, to, to don't uh, turn into an old dusty book. Uh, I had one, I had one, uh, the oldest one in our orchestra, he was 90, now I has become 91. Wow, that's impressive. And he says to me, this is you and this orchestra is keeping me alive. Yeah. He's played with us. He's maybe not the best as violin in our group, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. If it's well, it's 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 okay. And, and and he loves to play and he's always so happy. And and when he, when he's coming to our rehearsals and mm. I'm playing. So this is uh, this is enough. And and even about practicing, you have always if you play music, just for to keep the status quo you where you are. Yeah. But only for this you have to practice. Yeah. And if you want to get a little bit longer, you have to practice anymore. Yeah. Even more. And, and, and this is, and I think many younger people, uh, they have, a, because everything has to go so fast today. We're living in a, in a time, everything is going very, very fast and quick. And, uh, and, and playing music is the opposite. For this, go slowly, yeah, it needs time, and it yeah. needs a lot of time. And, and I think many, um, and not all people uh, can stand it. Yeah. For them, it has to go quick. Yeah. And um, yeah. That's uh, it's not possible with <laughs> playing an instrument, I think. 
then you have to play the CD player or Spotify. Yeah, Spotify, <laughs> Spotify for some maybe a little bit conclusion about Spotify. Here for some days I read about the chief from Spotify. He's earning for about one million a day. Mm, yeah. For this I have to work about ten years. Yeah. Uh, and I have my songs, my tunes also on Spotify. And for me to 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 sell one CD. You know it by yourself. Yeah. One CD for these people has to listen 400 or something like that yeah. hours on my tunes on Spotify. Yeah. I've still today I've not earned one crown on Spotify, no. and I have my tunes, <laughs> my, my tunes there. So this is um, so. If you want to earn money, don't play music. Be chief of Spotify yeah. or make some of the other things. But um, playing music means you need a lot of time. But take your time because uh, there's nothing which is as wonderful as to play and to play together yeah. because if you have good colleagues or friends to play together this is wonderful is the most wonderful thing of communication to, to play together and see and hear how two or more instruments fit to each other and yeah. fight each other so this is this is really wonderful mm. yeah mm. and uh, i don't think i would trade being uh, head of spotify to being a shellist anyway. no 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 <laughs> it's just uh, yes, I, I, I read about it yeah, <laughs> so, for yeah. time go well thank you so much album for taking time to being mastering music it's been uh, a really really lovely afternoon for me yeah. i learned a lot and i feel like starting playing the nickel harp almost thank how you how was it for you what how was it for you yeah it was uh, it was also interesting i had uh, difficulties with my english but i tried as best i could uh, and uh, i'm glad for that you were so interested in my music and my instruments and this was not a normal short interview like the most journalists uh, like to have uh, so uh, thank you for these too yes <laughs> and if we want to follow you we can go to your website albumfaust.se.se uh, because it's a Swedish website, yeah. and uh, you also said like we can find it on Spotify, and you have Facebook as well. Yeah, I'm I'm not there so very often. I'm not so good in this social media. No, I'm a little bit not so interested. Uh, but, you don't have uh, but, time but, for that. <laughs> but I have Facebook, and you can find me there. And and uh, where will we see you and hear you next time? You do you have something coming up for the summer? Because I know you play a lot in the summer. Uh, I know the next thing is we will play with our orchestra in Göteborg på Ligården uh, the 20th of March. Mm -hmm. uh, there will be a, an evening with concert and playing to dance. Yeah. Uh, so Göteborg, the 20th of March. Uh, and... Um, and then we have uh, some small concerts here, here around and in autumn or October or November, uh, I will have a, um, a tournée to in Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, now we have, uh, I think, nine concerts still today. Maybe it will become more. You find them on my website together with my lovely wife on clarinets and yeah. a friend of mine is playing hurdy-gurdy and the double bass. Yeah. And I play my instrument and we play Swedish concerts with the Swedish music, both dance music and even some songs, And um, but very Swedish Lovely. evenings in Germany. <laughs> and we are looking forward to seeing and hearing you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well.